0: Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 230 of the Oki Geek Podcast, brought to you by Oki Comics. I'm Michael Cross. An annual event focusing on fantasy and science fiction is coming to Tulsa. TolCon is taking place at the Doubletree Warren place on Friday, April 16th, and Saturday, April 17th. Here to talk about TolCon is convention chairman, Scott Richardson. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Michael. I appreciate it. So what is Tolkien?
1: So Tolkien uh, is, uh, what we're trying to do is is kind of harken back to the days a little more of the uh, traditional literary cons, mm-hmm. but uh, to give it our own flavor and twist. One of the things that uh, has kind of happened over time, particularly when it comes to uh, conventions, you see the ways of the anime conventions and the comic cons and things of that nature. Uh, but at the same time, too, you still have a plethora of the old-style literary conventions out there. Uh, And for good or for bad, uh, a lot of them have continued to uh, bring the same sort of programming year after year, things of that nature. Um, And what we find is when we go there, we really enjoy it. That's where I cut my teeth at, Mm -hmm. is uh, in the science fiction fandom community. Um, But what you find in many cases, too, is um, there, there tends to be a kind of lack of programming, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases for a wider variety of audiences.
0: Right, for for, for so, more literary audiences.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you you have these days when you go to uh, Comic-Con conventions and things like that, you have your, uh, your uh, cosplayers, you have your um, Star Trek fans, mm-hmm. your Star Wars fans, the major fandom and things like that, and that's what you generally see. And a lot of the ones on the Comic-Con side don't maybe get exposed to the literary convention side. Or one of the areas that we're really trying to focus on that um, I almost feel is underserved in the sci fi community when it comes to a lot of the stuff is over the last several years and over the last decade, really the rise of the uh, audiobook in yeah. science fiction fandom. And so one of the big things with that is um, we're trying to uh, maybe focus a little more on that, bring that just like. Uh, whether it's an actor or whether it's a uh, voiceover artist, the people that end up doing the audio books um, have as big of a following in that area as your uh, standard actors and things like that would.
0: Surely. I mean, I list, I was uh, recently listening to all of the Drist novels from a uh, F- fantasy D and D and the person who does the voice for it is, is just as regular uh, Victor Bavine, who does the voice for it is if I don't hear his voice, I don't know. I'm listening to a address novel. It's, it's, it's synonymous with it.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's just like your fate, you know, just like you can't imagine, uh, anyone playing, um, you know, Indiana Jones, but Harrison Ford or Han Solo. It's the same way. Once you start getting into those, uh, particular characters you you can't picture anybody else in your head.
0: And I remember SoonerCon, back when I started with uh, going to SoonerCon, it was a very literary-based convention. I'm not knocking on SoonerCon, but it has grown, which means it has had to move Absolutely. into more of those media, movie, television genres away a little bit from literature. So you guys are wanting to kind of go back to the basics.
1: A little bit, yeah. One, one of the big things is... is uh, the, the fandom community, what I always found over the years was um, I got my start in the late 90s mm-hmm. um, in the Atlanta area. Uh, we moved from Florida to Atlanta and in that area and with things like um, Dragon Con. Back when it was uh, still a lot smaller than it is today,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Chattacan, Liberty Con, a lot of the southern conventions, and it's a different, uh, if it's a different style. In each region of the country you go to, they have their own flavor. While cons might be kind of the same, they they tend to do things a little different. You get your local regional celebrities in those areas and things like that. Um, but one of the big things that we always found was um, from the from the cons were always the place where. Folks of a different flavor could actually uh, come, mingle, join, hang out, spend the whole weekend. One of the stories I love to tell, and one of the reasons I love going and doing conventions is you have your convention family that you meet there. And let's say you and I met at a convention at one point, so we're having a conversation on a particular book. We might not see each other for 365 days, but when (laughs) we show up at the show, again – the next year mm-hmm. we can literally pick that same conversation up beat for beat mm-hmm. right where we left off and it's like we've never met, never missed a day exactly and that's one of the things i love
0: and you guys with Tolkien, which by the way i for those who don't know, it's t-u-l-k-o-n it's obviously a take yes. off of tolkien J R tolkien or tolkien it, depending it, on it who is. you ask
1: <laughs> exactly well you know and it was one of those uh you know uh, uh brilliant slap in the head moments i'm i'm I was thinking to myself, you know, what's the name, you know, we can come up with uh, to kind of uh, very much be inclusive of of Oklahoma and the Tulsa area and things like that. And it was, you know, Tulsa convention. And it was like Tolkien, Tolkien. And I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) you know, it's, 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 it's a nice play on words. So.
0: Yeah. And I I love the idea of going to literature because even uh, your, your hardcore, star wars fan or star trek fan or marvel fan they are still most of them at least cut their teeth somewhat on fantasy and science fiction writing
1: absolutely and and that's one of the big things uh i think you find now um we have more science fiction and fantasy available to us now Mm -hmm. than any other time and uh, for me growing up a teenager in the 80s for me that's the kind of the golden era of of sci-fi film and things like that but at the same time too for me also that's where i cut my teeth on uh sci-fi and fantasy novels Mm -hmm. and you you saw kind of the rise and plateau of a lot of the storylines and a lot i thought a lot of the creativity and then you had really kind of in the 90s and things like that a slow breakout and now it's just wide open with the independent publishers, things of that nature. Um, you know, if you have a story, you can tell it, and you can publish it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Um, it's it's really, it's an, just an open world out there right now. If you're looking for a story, you're going to find one that really kind of suits you.
0: And there's a lot of move right now to some of the classic, especially sci-fi. I believe later this year, Apple Plus is going to come out with the foundation series by Isaac Asimov. We've got mm-hmm. Dune being remade uh, by uh, yep. Frank Herbert uh, uh, is, is all th- it's this, this kind of looking. So I think people are picking books off their libraries, going, why is this not being done yet? And I am now actually reading the foundation series. I started way back with the ro- robot series uh, with Asimov and I love listening or reading these these old sci-fi novels that yeah they didn't quite tell the future so much as far as you know technology but they did kind of really touch on what's going on now and looking a little bit ahead uh to what we can be that's the beauty of sci-fi
1: oh absolutely um what we'll, uh, i i'm gonna mangle this quote uh but essentially it was um you know Fantasy is the world that we like it to would like it to be uh, science fiction is the future we'd love to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and fiction is the reality that we live in. <laughs> yeah. Which um, I tend to ignore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And I think that's always one of the things for me, science fiction um, as a genre itself has, has always been that thing that, that we creatively that we look at that we can come back and say, this is the, the, Uh, best of us and worst of us Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you really look at science fiction as as, at its core what it is it's it's a morality tale Mm -hmm. In, in many many cases it's 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 taking that plot or that idea and taking it to its furthest extreme and you know letting you look at that well if we did this let's run with it oh man maybe that's not so good right um one of the one of the lovely ideas that you have, when you go back, and you talk about Asimov and, and the Foundation series mm-hmm. and iRobot and things of that nature is in the golden age. It's like, you know, technology will save us right. from anything and everything. Um, it's it's like watching the old uh, 1950s uh, movie bumpers where you see the, the, the crops and the crop dusters. And it's like, you know, Dow Chemicals, Better Living Through Chemistry, where yes. it's like we're going to change the world for, for the better. But at the same time, too, we know that over the course, that technology going to rise is, is going to have problems. So you know we have to temper uh, the good and the bad, just like you know with Frank Herbert's Doom. You go back and the whole idea of the Butler and Jihad and the robots mm-hmm. and and getting rid of all the machines. So
0: yeah, regardless, so I,
1: I think that's one of the things.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a very almost uh, it, it's regardless of the technology. And I think that's where the beauty was. What I'm really reading about, we're reading in Asimov, is regardless of the technology that we have. We're still humans, and we're going to be doing stupid human things, regardless of what kind of technology we have.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you see that more and more in, um, particularly your sci-fi novels, mm-hmm. where um, I, I think one of the big uh, kind of culminating series of that in the last few years was uh, uh, HBO's Westworld. Mm-hmm. So yes. the kind of the reimagining of that and. That for, for me, that was a, uh, that was a stunning series, uh, not only visually, but, uh, philosophically as well. And I mean, that was one of the big things that you see on that kind of, as you were saying, um, you know, technology gone awry.
0: Right. So tell me about some of the guests you guys have coming to Telcon. It says it's April 17th, 16th and 17th.
1: Yes. Uh, so we've, as, as it is with everything for the first year, uh, you're, you're, you tend to run on a shoestring budget, mm-hmm. uh, but we, we try to do the best we have with, with uh, what we have. And uh, so um, one of our main guests that was coming is uh, Scott Iello, who uh, Scott has actually done over 150 audiobooks. Um, he has uh, won several audio awards. Um, you would, uh, depending on uh, what kind of series you read, he's uh, very uh, prolific in the, um, the lit RPG audiobook series. Now mm-hmm. where I was first introduced to him was, uh, a, uh, a book by another guest that we're having there. And that was one of the things I really wanted to try is try pairing an audio reader with the author to wow, kind of yeah. get the interplay back on them, uh, back and forth off of each other was a gentleman by the name of, uh, uh, Ailey Martinez, and that particular book was emperor mollusk versus the sinister brain. So if you could almost imagine, um, uh, let's say the brain from pinky and the brain, yes. except, uh, but he's a mollusk and he's in a robot suit. And one of the, probably, probably one of the funniest and, um, uh, uh, one of the most thoughtful books at the same time that you will, uh, actually hear or read, uh, from, from there, we have Ailey Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, great author out of texas uh he's done uh many books um one of his recent ones from a couple of years back monster was actually picked up uh by a it's a trend that you see now uh, a lot of uh, chinese movies being made and released in the international market uh but he had one uh, that was referred to as monster run Hmm. and uh it's now streaming on netflix so um
0: that's awesome (laughs) so
1: we have have, uh, lee on that um uh, we, uh, a lot of local uh, costumers, cosplayers, mm-hmm. uh, we have um, a lot of local authors, Michael Vance will be um, joining us. One of the ones that I, I really find uh, kind of very much fun, and this was a little local sci-fi digging, um, it's actually a, he um, was high school teacher out of Shawnee, Oklahoma um, by the name of Omar Zadie. So uh, the, the story with Omar is um, back in the 80s, um, he was actually a Egyptology um, student um, working and um, decided to write a screenplay and send it in 20th Century Fox. And the name of the screenplay was Egyptscape. Uh, well, they turned it down, all this good stuff. A few years rolled by and there was a commercial that's uh, on TV and you see a bunch of guys trip tromping through the desert and a big glowing ring open up <laughs> and come out of it and it's like hey that's my book oh gosh and so <laughs> so uh, there was a um a uh, possible court case that was going mm-hmm. to ensue but it was actually settled out of court and what they found was there a uh, an amazing amount of similarities to uh 1994's uh,
0: uh stargate Yes. Yeah. That sounds. So, I was gonna say as soon as it, I you started it, explaining, I'm like, I know that exactly what that is, and on it, into exactly. series and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so. Amazing. Yeah. We
1: we literally have the guy uh, that you know uh, was the foundational um, work behind the, the whole series for, for the that particular franchise. And, Out of Shawnee. Uh, Out of Shawnee. <laughs> that's yes. correct. Yes. Now, and this is the, the beauty of it. He has not spoken about this publicly in you know until now. Oh, that's beautiful. So, so that's, that's going to be fun. He's going to be speaking about that. Also his background in um, um, he actually taught uh, Latin at Shawnee high school for decades. So in mythology, so we're, we're actually really excited to have him on board. Uh, one of our other literary guests that uh, just a wonderful gentleman met him several years ago. Um, uh, it's, uh, uh Jason Sizemore and Jason runs a, a small outfit out of Kentucky. It's a magazine and a, Small press publisher called Apex Books and Apex Magazine, mm-hmm. and um, so Apex Book and Magazine have actually been nominated for um, Hugo's in different areas, um, whether it be Zines or short form literature, things of that nature. So, um, small publishing houses like his are the ones where a lot of authors who go on in uh, kind of more the literary su- success actually cut their teeth. Mm-hmm. So they in that short story format things of that nature before they get hooked up by, uh, let's say Daw or, uh, Random House or, uh, one of the other larger publishers.
0: This sounds like this would be so, also a great place for local authors who are kind of thinking about getting, trying to get their foot in the door.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We have several local authors that are showing up. Um, one of the, one of the big things that we do want to concentrate on over the next several years with this is cultivating that local market because there is so much local talent in the area uh speaking of which we um uh we have a few that are uh coming from the Texas and the Oklahoma area mm-hmm. and uh from the Texas area we actually have um a young lady KJ Riley who uh it's her first book she's actually the uh kind of a uh, I was going to say a uh kind of the local um Oh, fan royalty you know you know in a mm-hmm. way which you'll say some of that her dad is uh artist uh oklahoma artist david cherry okay um for in a lot of science fiction books and her um her aunt is uh, uh cj cherry the oh, science definitely.
0: fiction author. yeah
1: so we have we have her and her sister coming out her sister is a um is a voice actor actually out of norman so she does a lot of work um for uh uh, some small audiobook publishers, things of that nature. Uh, out of uh, the Tulsa area, we have Hannah Howard, um, who has got an amazing uh, YA series uh, that she'll be sharing with us. Um, one of the ones that we were really excited about, uh, too, was a gentleman actually out of um, Vancouver, and I've been talking to him for a while. It's Charlie Ross. Charlie actually does a one man Lord of the Rings show. Um, oh, yes, I've seen is... it.
0: It's fantastic. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: So yeah, Charlie's going to be joining us, uh, and you know, and that's been one of the things too. Is particularly now with um, uh, with that uh, with COVID and everything yeah. else, we're having to make some adjustments to how mm-hmm. we really wanted to do things this year. Um, but you know, that was that was always uh, our intention to be as safe as possible uh, and to show everybody that you know we we could actually throw it a, a good event uh, while maintain a uh, maintaining a uh uh, a good decorum when it comes to safety
0: what are some of the precautions you guys are taking for COVID?
1: so uh we will be as folks are coming in the door we will be taking temps uh Mm -hmm. we will be just asking some of the general questions that you normally see uh we will require masks at all times uh we will um try to uh enforce distances as much as as possible Mm -hmm. that folks will allow us yeah um (laughs) So, um, and we'll have the uh, hand sanitation stations. So, but we'll also have indoor and outdoor events going on. So one of the groups that's actually joining us is, and we're really excited about it, is the um, uh, Barony of North Keep, which is the local and regional uh, SCA group. Oh, who great. Will be, so they will be there actually doing some demonstrations and um, setting up the pavilions and things on the outside. Um, of the hotel and the on the backside, which was one of the reasons that we really wanted to um, kind of get the particular spot that we have. Um, it's really hard to find good outdoor space and a, at a hotel at the same time. Yes. So yeah. any, any grass area, we'll take it. So
0: what are going to be the hours for you guys? So we will be opening up
1: at noon on Friday and running till the wee hours, of the morning, mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, and closing ceremonies will be at 5 p.m. on Sunday
0: oh so you are actually on Sunday too I I only had down that you guys were April 16th and 17th so you're going to the 18th as well yes oh okay we shall make sure to mention that April 18th and and is it noon also on Saturday and Sunday or are you starting a little earlier on Saturday and Sunday we'll start
1: it we'll start a little earlier on Saturday and Sunday
0: good deal fantastic and how much does it cost
1: so right now, uh it's uh one day, two day, and three day is uh 15, 25, and 35. Uh, but if uh folks go online right now and they can actually um check us out, they can use a discount code of um uh 25 off on the on the promo, and they can actually get their three-day admission for a two-day price.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And so you so- yeah, that's 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 incredible. And so you, you're expecting uh, hopefully to, for a few people to stay all three days. What is your encouragement to keep people coming all three days?
1: Well, one of the things that we're doing too also is to make sure that we, um, you know, uh, have folks staying there, things like that mm-hmm. all three days. We've also done a uh, another deal. If you go to the website, go to our hotel link and uh, book a room with us, we'll actually give you a free pass um, for the show this year.
0: Oh, so every fantastic. night you book
1: you get a free pass.
0: And is, is it just tolcon.com? That's it. So t u l k o n.com. That's that's great and are you guys uh, also doing uh, you've got you've, I know you've got a Facebook site. Do you also do the Twitter thing?
1: We we do the Twitter, we have Instagram. Uh being a, being a, a burgeoning first year event, we are still uh, building out the organization. So right now uh website stuff answering questions uh any of the social media stuff unfortunately kind of falls on me at the same time uh, at the moment but we we are always looking uh for volunteers and on the web page there's actually a a section on that we highly encourage folks to get involved in you know your your local fan communities Mm -hmm. that you can uh if you're if you're looking for something uh you know a little more of like what we do please come join us uh we are are really big on wanting to make sure that um, all the local fan communities interact in, in the best way possible.
0: And you mentioned there is going to be cosplay, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. We will have a uh, uh, main uh, costume contest, which we're actually referring to as a masquerade. Uh, we wanted Good. to go yeah. uh, back to a little more of the uh, kind of traditional costuming on that, as opposed to the cosplay aspect. Uh, we, we do know that cosplay is a, a lot more common now, uh, particularly at the anime conventions and a lot of the um, Comic-Con style conventions. Um, we we kind of wanted to go a little bit back to more of the just the costuming, but any any anyone who wants to show up in costume cosplay, they are completely welcome.
0: When is your masquerade contest?
1: That will be Saturday evening.
0: Okay, great. And are you guys still looking for volunteers? Always. <laughs> yeah. Never I, have enough. Volunteers are the glue that holds uh, any convention together. Uh, how are you guys doing Absolutely. as far as getting some of those?
1: We we are, uh, and it's kind of funny, particularly in the last month, more and more people are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting, within the last month, a really nice reaction from, from everybody, whether it's been vendors, which that's been one of the things this year. Our vendor room is, is full. Our artist alley is full. Um, oh, wow. So... Uh, a lot of folks, particularly over the last month, have have kind of come out and and wanted to uh, very much get
0: involved. Uh, well, for the past year, we haven't we've been uh, con neglected. I guess is <laughs> what I, I would I would put yes. it as. Um, do you feel like I, I feel like this is one of the first major cons I've seen of twenty twenty one. I think this is going to be a good year for cons because again, we went through twenty twenty without any. Uh, do you do you feel like that's why you guys are getting there's, there's so much of an interest in your, in your convention. Uh,
1: I, I really think so. I think that's part of it. I, I think for the Tulsa area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, within the Tulsa area itself for, for years, Oklahoma has actually had a very good um, fan history when it comes to conventions, oh, whether yeah. it's been sci-fi anime conventions uh, or whatever. I mean, and particularly in Tulsa, you had uh, Ocon mm-hmm. for years um conestoga for years which i went to after we first moved to um oklahoma yeah. and enjoyed it and that was that was one of the things too is that for this area of the state you know oklahoma city mm-hmm. has SoonerCon, yeah. but we don't have anything really over here yeah, so tracks fast, fast and all those reasons. others yeah absolutely
0: so you've got the 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 uh, going going on Friday, April, starting April 16th. I know it's your first year, but can you get an idea of how many people you're expecting?
1: I I, I have no clue. <laughs> I will tell you this: uh, we we do have a, uh, a a good small amount of of pre reg right now. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I find kind of funny is when I talk to people. Um, one of the things that I, I do around here is I'll wear a um, couple of t-shirts that I, mm-hmm. i've had made up for it and we, we've done our flyer handout and everything like that and everybody i talked to was like oh i'm so excited and ready to go i'll have you bought it not yet and it what well, the feeling that i'm getting is everyone is literally waiting until the weekend of yeah to see what everybody else is doing
0: yeah I, well and, it's hard to plan <laughs> that, that no, this, ahead, yeah And 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 with COVID, I think also that, you know, every year, I just know SoonerCon, for example, I knew I was going to get my tickets and uh, when we had uh, other things, when when TrekFest and all and and you knew you were going, but now there's so much because of COVID, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I, I think that's probably maybe a little bit of the trepidation of someone just jumping right in going, oh yeah, in three weeks, I know I'll be going, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons that, you know, um, for for me, hotel based conventions, uh, I've always enjoyed so much more Mm -hmm. just for the sheer fact that you have a lot more control over your programming and the environment. You know, if we want to do late night panels and run it all the way till midnight, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. we can. Um, You know, one of the things I I'm going to truly enjoy for this year is we're, you know, we're looking at running a 24 seven video room, which um, which I love because. You know, you have a lot of folks, particularly at conventions. They'll stay up late at night. They're yeah. looking for something to do, and you know, we we, I enjoy the more campier side of film, particularly late at night. Gives you something to chuckle at. So,
0: that's fantastic. So, tell us again, where can people find out more information about this?
1: They can find out more information about us on the web at uh, tulkon dot com, or they can find us on Facebook. Uh, just simply search for Tolcon. Uh, TolCon convention, and you can find us right there. Um, again, April 16, 17, and 18. Uh, one day, two day, and three day admissions are 15, to 25, 35. Look for uh, um, our our deals that are plastered all over face- Facebook. If you go to our page, um, and just looking forward to seeing everybody this year.
0: Yeah, really kicking off the. I think it's we're going to kick off the convention with TolCon convention circuit with with TolCon, which is going to be amazing.
1: No, thank you so
0: much. Fantastic. Scott, thank you so much for being on our show.
1: Absolutely.
0: So thank you so much for joining us. That's going to be it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. Our theme music was produced by Monument Studios. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Scott Richardson, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.